Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with, uh, I guess it's officially her first regular episode. It's Lydia Seksensky here to talk about Icky off Nanobots. Everybody saying who's that icky guy I'd like to get to know him I want to be his best bud No, I do We can't both be his best bud Yes. Hey, Lydia. Hey, Greg. How you doing? Good. Good to talk to you again. That was uh, your first episode. It was a Patreon episode. People could have heard the, uh, the 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 teaser section. It was the House of Mayors episode about John Linnell's solo uh, EP. And that was like pretty much exactly a year ago, I believe. Wow. I know. Yeah, it's been too long. <laughs> time flies when it's a fucking pandemic, never-ending pandemic. <laughs> I mean, time is a, it's a human construct. It doesn't have any meaning anymore. Let's be real. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Time is a flat circle. I just always go back to, you know, the the wise wisdom of Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was a fun one because that uh, it, House of Mayors is one where, like, there were, like, a couple tracks I would listen to, like, a lot, but, it you know, it forced me to like really pay attention to like all those kind of what I considered to be filler tracks and stuff before, um, you know, really, really delve into them and analyze them and stuff. Uh, so that was fun and people should go, uh, listen to it, you know, absolutely subscribe, you know, uh, this, uh, podcast that takes up every moment of my time. That's not uh, working or raising a baby. (laughs) <laughs> pretty much uh, <laughs> so yeah how you been over the past year i mean i've been pretty good you know working and uh getting back into the swing of things i guess i mean as much as you can in a i, I can't even say post-pandemic world it's just the new times <laughs> yeah We'll see if it's, uh, you know, now that they've lifted, I think Hawaii, it was the last state to lift the mask mandate. And now, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll see like, oh, hey, things are kind of cooling down a little bit on this, you know, virus front. 
So now let's get rid of all precautions and then let's, you know, we'll see if there's a spike again, but yeah, we'll see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. At what point do we stop calling it a pandemic and just start calling it like, Oh, this is like the other flu that you're going to need to get a shot for every year. (laughs) Like, it's just like, Oh, this, this is, yeah. Like you said, the new normal, like this is just regular. Now we could stop calling it a pandemic because this is just what it is. This is just how it is now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I laugh because it sucks. So you said (laughs) you're going to be going back to school, you said, before uh, we hit the record? Maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm, well, yes, absolutely. I'm going back, but I just, yeah, I'm hoping to, uh, I don't know. I think I just get like a liberal arts degree and see if uh, grad school's in my future because chances are it might be. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's uh? So what are you? What are you wanting to do? What are you wanting to get degrees for? Yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, so I decided <laughs> that since you know I didn't follow my heart, I didn't follow my passion. I went with the uh, the very clinical, methodical. This is a smart job to fall back on. And it didn't actually work out the way I was hoping it would. So I mm. just throwing caution to win. Um, following my heart, maybe pursue poetry. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> poetry, yeah. music, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the good stuff. Thank you. That's the Thank good you. stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I've done some master's level classes towards stuff, but I don't have any, uh, you know, post graduate degrees but i am married to a doctor a doctor of literature spanish literature so i've 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 been i've been around a lot of grad school type uh trials and tribulations Uh, (laughs) yeah um no that's that's super cool poetry you know and we'll be talking about some poetry in the lyrics of these uh you know this song here yeah <laughs> the poetry of the johns i think it's pretty decently written so i'm looking forward to it <laughs> oh hey you're wearing your uh this might be a podcast shirt i didn't even notice that yeah just off screen to, yeah tis the season right or like tis the the moment or it's whatever all, they PSA. it's always the season you know it's funny when i hear a podcast where it's like and we'll be back in two months for next season i'm like seasons this is a year-round thing over here, you lazy bastards. You know, exactly. taking time off. What the hell? <laughs> so, anywho, since this is your first regular song episode, you need to tell the people your They Might Be Giants fandom story. Ooh. The origin story. The origin story. Yeah. How Lydia I, got here. Yeah. How'd you get into the guys? All right. So obviously, so to make everybody feel old, I was born the same year that Flood came out. Flood came out a month before I was born. So I've had a lot younger than you on here, but yeah, thank <laughs> yeah I, got, I got nine years on you. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Imagine having somebody been like, well, I used to listen to Here Come the ABCs when I right. was uh, when I was a kid. And I'm like, I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ariana, who I talked to in Whistling in the Dark a couple of weeks ago, she grew up on those. Well, she had an uncle that listened to Flood, but yeah, then they found out about the Here Comes Science and stuff like that. So, I mean, Flood was an old album by the time she was listening to it, but I was like, oh, you youngins. 
And yeah, she, right? wasn't, she wasn't the youngest I've had either. They just span the generations. I they they do. They really do. They're universal. Eventually, I do need to schedule this because my sister was reminding me. My two nieces, mm-hmm. who are quite young, love Roy G. Biv, and I, I reserve uh, that song for them uh, to do that episode. So them and uh, and my sis. So we should Aww. we should do that. That'll be a, a cute one. Yeah, that will be. She's like sent me videos of them like <laughs> singing it in the tub. Oh, <laughs> that's adorable. I know, Love right? <laughs> they they knew, you know, bathroom's got the good acoustics, so, you know. <laughs> exactly. That's where you record the vocals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you were born in 1990. So yes. just from birth, you were into them. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> Turns out my dad actually was a little bit of a fan back in their late 80s. Uh, he would watch their videos like late at night on MTV or whenever they would show like indie yeah. videos and things like that. Um, but I mean, they kind of were always around growing up. Like I remembered watching the Tiny Toons episodes in syndication. They were reruns mm-hmm. on Nickelodeon. Um, they had their appearances on Kablam, uh, Cartoon Network, the songs mm-hmm. they did for Dexter's Lab and Courage. Uh, the theme song to Malcolm in the Middle—they were yeah, everywhere. That, yeah, that all that stuff would have been right in the the right age range for you. Exactly. I think they did. Yeah. Uh, the first time I actually saw what they looked like was a um, a Nick News segment where I think it was like 2001, probably around the time they released Mink Car, and uh, that was the first time I actually saw like, oh, that's the guys who do all those songs that I knew from all those cartoons. I gotta see if this is on YouTube. Nick News. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. TMBG on Nick Rocks. Would that be it? No, Nick Rocks was uh that was slightly before my time. Um that was Nickelodeon uh late eighties. I think I don't I think it might have been after their first album. I think it might have been like nineteen eighty seven or something like that. Huh. Hmm. But like Nick yeah. News with Linda Ellerby. <laughs> You're going to have me looking it up oh, now. Yeah. yeah. Ellerby. Yeah. I don't know if it's, if it's not on YouTube, does it exist? No. <laughs> I see stuff with Linda Ellerby talking about Nick News, but that specific clip. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, oh, hold on. Know. It's, I got it on the wiki here. I don't know if there's any footage of it. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's no footage of it. There's no link to it. But yes, in 2003, actually. Okay. 2003, there was an episode of Nick News where they were interviewed. That's what I remember. Not 2001, but 2003. Oh, man. But yeah, speaking of 2003, I got really into Homestar Runner. <laughs> and then of course they did all their collabs with they might be giants and around that time i kind of started to take a little bit of a dive into their work and by i think 26 not 26 eight, sorry 2006 i took a deep dive into everything and i uh used my unique talents to kind of help the wiki out oh I got, yeah <laughs> yeah so i have perfect pitch and oh Lucky. Or, I don't know, I probably don't want to have Perfect Pitch being a beginning band director. It would probably just like, make, be painful for me. Is it painful for you to hear someone sing out of tune? Not really. Um, okay. What's tough for me is that it makes it difficult to transpose things 
into another key because I'm used to hearing uh, it in a specific key and I have a hard time hearing it in another way. Never thought about that. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. But anyway, the be- the best way I can describe it for me is like I hear a song, I know what key it's being performed in. And I noticed there were a Damn. lot of They Might Be Giant songs that I really liked that were in the key of D major. So I just started categorizing that. And then I started categorizing different keys, C major, G major, E major, F major, a bunch of different ones. The, the biggies. biggie rock, the rock keys, yeah. The biggie rock keys. I didn't do all of them. A lot of people picked up where I left off, but every song is categorized by the key they're in. And I, I was the one who got that started. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> the, the ones that I keep taking issue with, and I'm sure we're not... Uh categorized by you there's so many that's just like the chord progressions uh either change keys so much or or either it's an accurate and accurately labeled where there's a key change in them or it's in some weird mode i remember figuring out um somebody keeps moving my chair it was in like d dorian or something you know really yeah <laughs> yeah. Like, worrying. Wow. Like I think about songs like Why Must I Be Sad where the verses I think are D minor, but then he switches into D major for the uh choruses. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Little weird yeah. things like that. Weird. So, but like I said, weird. I didn't do all of them. <laughs> so uh, yeah. <laughs> take a minute. Yeah, it would. It would. <laughs> and I probably end up I was going to burn out of it anyway. I was like, I I was the pioneer. Other people, you know, <laughs> like I crawled so other people could run. Yeah. You know? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I do have, uh, I, would, I mean, I've, I've known a couple of people with perfect pitch. My friend Robin, who uh, is a violinist and a fellow music teacher, she has played, her and her husband have played strings on some outdoor velour stuff. Um, and she's got perfect pitch. So like when I would record them, you know, they've been on some of our albums. She doesn't need to take out a tuner or anything. She's just like, okay, all right, here's where I'm at now. Everyone tuned to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I think that would be cool. But yeah, sometimes I'm like, I'm not sure if being around a bunch of, uh, you know, before I even teach the clarinets and the trumpets how to tune their instruments you know like we're just yeah. getting to that point with this year's kids it's like okay now we can start like getting you know a little more details in there rather than just like okay you know your fingerings for the notes we need to get around right now now let's get those fingerings in tune exactly <laughs> yeah yeah uh so you said um when we got on, we were talking about they might be giant shows. You've said you've seen them in four states. What's the what's the story behind all the uh, the travels or the moves that you've made and, and stuff seeing the giants? Well, I mean, most of the shows that I've seen them have been in Connecticut, where I'm from. Um, I've seen them perform in New York City a couple times. I've been to the Music Hall of Williamsburg, I think, twice. And then I have seen them perform in Tulsa when I lived out in Oklahoma City for a bit. I followed an ex out there. Long story. Sure. Yeah. 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 Don't don't move. Don't move out of state to save a relationship. So. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Three years of my life. Anyway. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Well, uh, when, when was the first time you saw them? Uh, it was October 20, 2007 at Toad's Place in New Haven. Mm, and the Else Tour. The Else Tour. And Oppenheimer opened. And I think oh. the opening song, They Might Be Giants, did was The Captain. Sweet. <laughs> it was yeah. a good show. Like, it was fun. I think I still even have, like, photographs I posted on this tee of, of like, actual disposable camera pictures yeah. that I took of the show. Love yeah. It. Yeah, I saw him on that tour, too. I was in Bloomington, Indiana at the time. Nice. Yeah, I saw him at this cool little club called Bluebird. I missed Bluebird because it was a place that was, like, the perfect size where... Like I had seen, you know, the hold steady there and, you know, Dinosaur Jr. and, and mm-hmm. Team BG. But it wasn't so huge that like I, I've played there a few times, you know, it's like that perfect size. So like for a bigger band like them, Giants it gets packed in like every, every, you know, no matter where you're at is a good view of the band. Um, mm-hmm. But also it's like a cool place, with like a, rig- a, you know, real stage and all that for like, you know, they would have these local features, uh, local shows every Tuesday and then. You know, even like weekends, if there wasn't something big coming through, you know, there could be, you know, smaller bands or smaller bands opening up for touring bands, stuff like that. Cool right. spot. Yeah, that was, that was a good tour. I love the Else so much. Uh, that was a great, that uh, was a great tour. And then seeing them for the first time, like I went with my dad and two of my sisters and that was actually the first show I ever went to in my entire life. Yay. It was like my <laughs> Giants. And my dad was like. You got your concert experience started off right. That was a good show. <laughs> it's like that's how they're supposed to be. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Upcoming, I, I have tickets to uh, Northampton Academy of Music for the rescheduled uh, flood tour. Is and it'll that, be my uh, second time. Is it, when 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 did that one get pushed to? I want to say um, September. Yeah. 18th or something yeah. sometime in september of this year which will be fine yeah and, in uh, october october i'll be seeing them in st louis the chicago ones were sold out like immediately back you know two years ago um so grab the st louis ones and then and been patiently waiting ever since right i did <laughs> so, see oh them. that'll give me a fourth state to see them in there you go so i've I seen them see in them. illinois iowa uh indiana and then I could do uh, Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> that ends with an A. The, la- the second to last show I went to before the whole world shut down was their flood show at College Street in New Haven. So oh, You got into one of those. I, they squeezed in at the buzzer. <laughs> yeah. They opened with dead. I was pretty happy with that. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah. I consider myself one of the lucky ones for sure. Now the else sometimes you get f- fans arguing about you know the how good that album is. Anyone who says that album isn't fucking amazing is is just wrong. But Nanobots is especially an album that really divides fans. Yeah. Being that we're talking about a song off of Nanobots, what are your thoughts on Nanobots as a whole? My thoughts on Nanobots as a whole. I'm not gonna lie. I'm on the side of the people who are like this wasn't the most overwhelming they might be giants effort for me not because ah. the, not because the songs are bad but i think it's just the overall pacing and energy of the album it just felt a little incohesive but i feel like 
maybe if it was tweaked a little, maybe song order, maybe there's other like songs that didn't make it onto the album that could be put in there instead of other ones. That's sort of where I, how I feel about it, even though I, I individually, I'll hear a song off of Nanbots and be like, oh yeah, yeah, this is what's up. There are so many fucking hits on this Absolutely. album. It, you know, I mean, it's got some of my absolute favorite They Might Be Giant songs on it. And I mean, Linnell is just on fire on this album. I mean... Yes. And, I mean, starts with "You're on Fire." You're on yes. fire. Yes. Title the title track. Uh, well, Lost title my track. mind. Call you mom. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, icky. I mean, just there's yeah. so many good songs, and I mean, I like Replicant. Clients too, like Two Tall Girl, Darlings of Lumberland. Mm-hmm. What's that? Which one? Uh. Well, what, what was I just saying? Replicant. I kind of like that one a lot. Replicant. Oh, and then sleep. stuff is way becoming a stuff TikTok meme, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, how is stuff is way one of the top? They might be giant stream tracks on Spotify. Oh, know, it was a TikTok random. meme. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I ever. I know someone was, had told me about what the original one was, but I don't think I ever saw it. It was some some girl like cooking something, right? I was I the believe first so. person to use it. I don't know. It's probably hard to trace some of those. Uh, trace it back I'll have to, to its source. I'll have to dig, dig back in the deepest recesses of TikTok and try to figure it out for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose you're 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 young enough. You're just on the cusp that you're young enough to be using TikTok because I'm right. I'm right. not in the age demographic for that. But uh, with nanobots, would you have preferred if they did the Apollo 18 thing, fingertip style, and clustered all the uh, nano songs together? Maybe you think that would have helped it. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I I think about Apollo 18 and how it is as an album and I'm so used to the it has a cohesive flow to me as an album. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like shuffling it and having all those tracks being, you know, interspersed would be a little, I don't know, jarring maybe. Like cuz fl- you know, they had said that like they like their intention was that you would use the shuffle feature on your right. CD player to right. get a different experience for Apollo 18. So they made when nanobots came around, they're like, we're going to force them to shuffle these yeah. little songs in there. Though I am wondering how the, wondering how like the nan- the little nano songs together, like the fingertips all clustered together would sound like and what order they'd be put in. That might be a fun thing to try is to, yeah, go in your iTunes or make Spotify playlist. Just pull out all those little songs and try to figure out a cool way to bridge them together. That would make sense. That, that can be a fun experiment. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's all these songs that are like in this in-between length where you're like, okay, Sleep at 42 Seconds, is that a nano song? For most bands, that would be a really short song. But yeah. They Might Be Giants have plenty of songs that are, you know under a minute and then like right. great great is 52 seconds i suppose you would cluster those in with those 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 would be <laughs> the epics of the nano songs those are the the biggest of the nanos god sleep is so good i love that one yeah sleep's so a good much. one uh, I think it was a cool experiment you know <laughs> truthfully i i like the way it's it's ordered i think it was um yeah, it's just, it's just a cool way for them to mix it up. Like as far as, you know, letting the artists kind of do what they want to do. They wanted to 
dabble in these little song preview, you know, time life type snippets of songs again. Um, or maybe they were emptying out these little, you know, this bag of old ideas that they had. And I think as far as like another musician seeing what these musicians are doing, I'm like, yeah, I think that is, must have been really fun for them. And I respect how they, you know, they went for it. And, and I think some of my favorite albums of all time by the, them and other people are, you know, divisive albums that, that you know, that people argue about, you know. And, yeah. You know, what's, what's fun about liking those albums that everybody likes? Well, I mean. I love pet sounds just like everybody else, but you know, it's, right, it's, fun, right. to, it's, it's fun to appreciate the underappreciated. Well, I mean, I know a lot of people have negative opinions about like the spine, but I adore the spine, like start to finish. There isn't a song I skip. So, or like even, with, even animals, I, I don't bit, skip any songs, yeah. but what I'm saying is like, I don't see, like there are other albums that people are like, Oh, I don't know how I feel about this one. Like mink car, love mink car. So, Mink Car's the best. And Mink Car's incredible. I, Love that album. Mink, Mink Car's incredible. It, yeah, the Spine is the one that I've got a lot of shit for uh, talking about <laughs> on the show. And then I did a bunch of Spine episodes, and I think I convinced people that, you know, I do like the Spine. I just, like, Nanobots is like the opposite Spine. It's like you've got Nanobots where it's like they're just trying all these different things, and then you've got the Spine where it's just like, we're a power pop band. <laughs> <laughs> Every song is a pop rock gem. There's so many gems, but there's just not enough variety on the spine for me. That's fair. I, that's fair. But I love it. God, I was just talking about this with with Garrett <laughs> and the the ah episode that should be coming out. Actually, probably just posted. Uh, talking about how there need to be more stalks of wheat on the spine because I need more songs like that. That's what I want. <laughs> well, I like stalk of wheat. Stock of weed is amazing. That's I, a great one. I need, yeah, I need more, you know, off kilter ones like that. It's just like that one exactly. really sticks out on an album like this mine. Like on Ming Car, that one wouldn't have stuck out so much because it's just like, here's another weird one. But yeah, I mean, there's like, a couple oh. weird ones on Ming Car. So, no, I'm saying it wouldn't have stuck out because it'd be a weird one amongst weird ones. Right. I'm saying it stuck out on the spine because it was the weird one. <laughs> gotcha no. okay right right all right i do what you mean <laughs> so icky you picked a song that is track 23 out of 25 mm-hmm. talk about being buried in the track list there <laughs> <laughs> uh let's let's get into it i want to know why uh why uh you liked icky enough to pick it out of all the songs on that spreadsheet um i don't know if you'd prefer to get into the lyrics first you know miss poetry or get into the musical elements first is perfect pitch uh let's <laughs> do lyrics first because i'm a lyrics. lyrics person yes Alrighty. it's funny how many of the mf giants fans aren't lyrics people which is just hilarious really i mean you, I'll, I'll get a lot of guests that say like oh well, i appreciate their lyrics and when i sing them i think you know i can appreciate the complexity but i don't think too much about it which, you know, I'd say sometimes it happens to me too, and sometimes getting into, you know, doing an episode on a song might be like the first time I've thought about that particular song deeper than the surface level, which is what makes this fun. Right, but right. I mean, our our great and mighty wiki has an interpretations tab for a reason because people do like to debate what these Johns are singing about. 
Exactly. <laughs> so, so what do you make of this icky guy? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out why everybody likes him or wants to be his friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, why does everyone want to be this guy's best bud? First of all, he's icky. We established that in the first line. <laughs> Yeah, the person that says, I'd like to get to know him, calls him that icky guy. So they're And then there's this it. other guy who's like, I want to be his best bud. And <laughs> no, then like, no, I do. I do. We can't both be his best bud. So there's <laughs> some competition. The best, best bud. <laughs> it's just a funny. <laughs> I, know, just, I remember the first time hearing that song. It's just like, it cracked me up like the whole way through. I know. It's so fun. I, I don't know. I always thought that maybe... Um, as far as it could be something like kind of like megalomaniac, narcissistic type uh, celebrity, like uh, like a Kanye West type, someone where they're right. like, I'm the hot shit. And like people, you know, no one's going to, no musician would be like, you know, if Kanye was like, you want to guest on my track? No one's going to be like, nah. They're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to get on that Kanye album, no matter how shitty it ends up being. You know, Donda three or whatever comes after this one, and uh, uh, you know, people for the most part, I think would or they would think that they would want to know Kanye West, but uh, then probably hanging around with him, you know, for any amount of time, probably wouldn't want to. (laughs) I don't know if I would describe Kanye as icky, though. (sighs) He. I mean, not icky in the sense of like, like a, you know, like a bug crawling up your arm. Well, I got, I got like, the Oxford Dictionary definition of the word icky. Okay, okay, I, yeah, I, I, I would, I guess, I would say I'm not taking it in the dictionary sense. But what does Oxford say? So Oxford says that it's an adjective meaning unpleasantly sticky, nasty, sticky. Okay. nasty or unpleasant, or distastefully sentimental distastefully sentimental yeah like as in a romantic subplot that is just plain icky wow hmm like imagine imagine writing meeting somebody and just being like way over the top with them like ew that's icky yeah icky right what was that second definition though is uh, unpleasant nasty or unpleasant I mean, there you Kanye. Go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the guy, but he seems pretty unpleasant, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can, I can, you know, I can, I can, you know, sympathize with. I mean, he has acknowledged that he has, you know, mental health issues. Right. He doesn't seem to do a whole lot of self care when it comes to that. He kind of feeds into it, but that's. Uh, it seems like he would be kind of like maybe he could be more pleasant to be around if he took care of himself a little bit more but it seems like the kind of person where it's like oh yeah Connie, hey yeah you know and then and they'd be like ah it's, eh, it's kind of icky yeah, right <laughs> he's well, not sticky see, but he's icky <laughs> yeah Andrew, we, this launches rumors it's like some fan podcast mentioned that Kanye west is sticky Ooh. he's sticky <laughs> Just has this, you know, kind of layer of ooze on him. I don't, there's, there's plenty Ew. of, you know, enough picking on Kanye, but it's just like there's plenty <laughs> of celebrities that, I mean, to reach a certain level of celebrity, especially it seems like, well, I shouldn't say it's just in the arts, but like you kind of got to think you're hot shit to make it in certain businesses because you wouldn't, you know, if you didn't think your art was great, 
mm-hmm. and you didn't like push it, you know, to be in front of people or, you know, promote your own stuff, then you wouldn't get very far unless, you know, there are definitely stories about people that aren't, you know, yeah. that not all sell artists the, How are can you sell the product but, if you don't believe in it? Exactly. Right. Right. So I think it could, you know, be about a celebrity. There was, there, you know, and that's what I kind of thought about it. But it, it could be about, you know, a normal person, too, where it's just like maybe the school bully or something. Like, yeah. bullies are often popular for, you know, God knows why. Right. Right. Uh, if you happen to be one of the people they're not, you know. Stealing the lunch money of at the moment, you know, be like, oh, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm with him to be seen. You know, I want to be seen with him. You know, that's like I want to be his best bud. Can I be your best friend? And right, you know, he mistreats that person, but the person's still groveling to him because they want to be his best bud. Because he's right? cool. What's funny yeah. is I was watching the music video for the that they played live, like in their so live good. shows that they did. Right, and it's just this this hipster looking dude with stretched ears like plugs and a trilby and he's terrorizing everyone in town but everyone's just like oh it's the guy so <laughs> yeah and all the little people they're just like looking out they're like <gasps> like the first guy he eats has like an autograph book i think yeah he's like I, holding up so something. that leads to the fame yeah so david david coles uh who i had on for the um put it to the test episode okay. he talks briefly about icky because i brought it up as one of my favorites that he's done yeah. and and it animated by jeremy galanti but uh directed by david coles and all the people that are in this are people that either he or jeremy uh, are f- friends with or related to so oh. there's no like actors they just took like people like can i take a couple shots of you making different expressions i i think he said the icky guy was someone that jeremy knew i don't think it was someone that he knew um but yeah the guy was totally <laughs> down for representing that icky guy um <laughs> oh, i want to be icky let me be and he also said that like he didn't have to meet with the johns at all for this one he just told them to send him pic- pictures of their faces making certain expressions and doing like you know profile and like three quarter and straight ahead and all these different pictures and it j- <laughs> that just gives me this image of <laughs> the johns taking selfies <laughs> which is like it would be a funny sandwich for guys that age and of that you know the guys that cool to be like yeah, you know, maybe their partners were taking the photos, or someone else was taking the photos. But almost the way that the the photos of their heads look, like the seems like maybe the angle they were taking, it almost seems like they were taking selfies, which is just <laughs> hilarious to think about. <laughs> that is funny. I was thinking about the pictures they used. They had some great expressions. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> my my favorite part, something that's kind of out of character for for they might be giants videos, where <laughs> the 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 icky guy is growing and power he's consuming people and growing and growing and he on the line uh he's coming over to your house he he can't fit into the house but he takes his hand and he walks by on his, yeah, his fingers walk by and he taps the guy in the kitchen the guy's doing dishes or something he taps him on the shoulder and he turns around and he kicks him in the crotch <laughs> <laughs> it's just like something you wouldn't expect to see in a They Might Be Giants video, you know, some 
crotch kicking. Uh, <laughs> it's just hilarious, especially the way that it's animated because, you know, it's like, you know, chunky animation where it's like kicked in the crotch and they fall over and he's just like <laughs> doubled over on the floor. <laughs> Such a good video. And then the classic King yes. Kong reference at the end, climbing up there. He eats the whole uh, blimp after putting mustard on it. Yep. <laughs> and then Classic. eats the Johns. Linnell lights a match and blows them all up. He'd be Amazing the one to do video. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going uh, down. I'm taking y'all with me. <laughs> so as far as Oxford, uh, you know, defines icky, who's the icky guy to you then? Who's the icky guy to me? That's yeah. interesting because I was thinking about that today. I'm like, who is this guy? I'm thinking about, remember how they talk about in the song, When Will You Die, about Linnell leaning into this hateful streak? Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. They're like, no, we like this. You Do should, it. You should yeah. lean into this hateful streak. So I'm wondering, is this a continuation of yeah. his hateful streak? Is this yeah, the guy in When Will You Die? Mm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? That's just Could a theory. Be. Could be. Yeah, when I was poking around the interpretations a little bit this afternoon, someone uh, says, I wonder if this is associated with sketchy galore. <laughs> Ooh, I do like sketchy galore a lot. <laughs> oh, man. I was just thinking about that. Someone also mentions another... A, a, in the 1930s, the slang icky, I-E mm-hmm. at the end, is someone who does not like popular music. But I don't think that applies here. At least not. Yeah. Well, I don't know. At least the vision we get with the video. And I guess we shouldn't let the video influence the lyrics too much. Since, you know, we right. wrote the lyrics first and apparently have any of that. Um, but th- this guy looks like he'd try to be into the coolest stuff. The guy in the video. You know, he'd want to be into the stuff that's cooler than what you listen to. So, but... Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Let's see. Oh, I like this one here where they're talking about like the first name basis. When they're talking about the. Yeah. Because that's something I wanted to, to ask you what you thought about that too. Because in the. Um, at least the CD version that I have, it does not have the lyrics that, you know, so like the official. I was, I was wanting to see how they used punctuation in the official lyrics, but none were to be had. So the wiki is maybe right. taking a little bit of a liberty here. By On the lyrics tab of the wiki, it says, first name, colon, getting all up in your last name, colon, face. So they're saying that, like, and someone brings up in the interpretations, too, about, like, oh, this icky guy, his name is getting all up in your face. Yeah. <laughs> his first name is getting all up in your, his last name is face. But while uh, I kind of always thought of it the way another person in the interpretations uh was thinking where it was like this guy is all he's all he's too casual he's he's all up in your face he's calling you by your first name um mm-hmm. but you're thinking like someone's just like don't call me john i'm mr linnell <laughs> i think yeah that was the, the way that person said it um i never i never in my brain it didn't have the colon in there it's funny because in my brain, I immediately applied the colon. Hmm, okay. It's like Maybe first name, getting all up in your last name, face, like fill in yeah. the blank. 
yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard with I mean the way that it's sung, you know, there's no like pause. Mm-hmm. Not that a colon necessarily needs a pause, but just like, you know, first name getting all up in your you know, it's all just kinda like one rhythmic phrase. You know, last name, face. So I'm you know, nothing about the phrasing there really indicated to me that that was the way he was saying it, but that I don't know, that probably is it. You know, That's it's probably more thinking. that Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I was thinking like a hello, my name is name tag. That kind of visualization <laughs> came into my head too. So <laughs> Hello, my name is getting all up in your <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think also, you know, what that's saying is just like this guy is so icky and so just rude and annoying that his name might as well be getting all up in getting your all face. All up in your face, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I mean, they go into his ickiness the more you get into the song. Uh-huh. Like, he's coming over to your house and he isn't going to leave until you loan him something. <laughs> so he, he clearly is, he he's, in, he's only going to hang out with you if he can get something from you. And then it's like, you got a nice pair of slacks, which he takes, <laughs> which is interesting to me because it indicates that Maybe you didn't offer him the slacks. He saw them <laughs> and took them. It's like takes them, yeah. Takes them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah, or, or, or maybe this is just one of Linnell's, you know, little pet peeves. There is that people that borrow something and don't give it back, right? You know, like oh, here, and I, I just get the vibe that this icky guy is kind of just a user, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In the broader sense, like like he said, it's like he's not going to hang out with you unless the, he's getting something out something of this out relationship. Of this. Yeah. You know, he's a he's a taker. He's not a giver. He is a taker. Um, yeah. But 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 bringing it down. Yeah. In this case, to this level of this, you know, specificity that he's taking your pants. <laughs> and, I, and I love just the drawn out joke of. Uh, the, the slacks, slacks but we'll only re- <laughs> turn one slack <laughs> right and uh, yeah and i mean in that verse it it's almost a little confusing at first where it's like you got a nice pair of slacks but we'll only return one of them you're like what does that mean and then yeah, it has right? to get all the way through the next chorus to yeah. the bridge where he says here this is yours i'm done with yours. it i brought it back don't know anything about some other slack so it's i only borrowed one slack, one slack so, yeah so there's a whole portion of the song where he kind of just leaves that joke behind and then he comes back to it. And you're like, oh, slack oh, instead that's of what slacks. he meant. <laughs> also, how icky is this guy? It's like, you know the truth and he's straight up lying to you. He's pretty much gaslighting you. Like, I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> I only borrowed one. <laughs> the image then is of pants just like cut in half down the middle. Right. It's just one one pant. I said like one pant leg. <laughs> yeah. It it always made me think of um, I don't know if you ever watched the original Queer Eye. Did you watch it back you know, like the Bravo? I mean, Queer I Eye knew it Eye. was on, but I don't think I've actually ever watched an episode of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. But I know enough about it that I can I can work with it. <laughs> Yeah, so the the fashion guy, his name was Carson Carson Cressley. Cressley, uh-huh. yeah, there you go. I know. And he would always say, um, "Pant," like oh, and 
this this coming this comes in a, a nice pant as well. And I always thought that was hilarious. I'm like, it's just pants. Like, it's just it's always plural. You can't singularize that word, but apparently you can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a, a slack. It comes in a nice slack as well. A nice slack. Um, yes. Yeah. And when it's hot out, you could wear this nice short. <laughs> Shorts. Yeah. It's hot out. Put on a short. Yeah. Put on. <laughs> grab a short. <laughs> slack. I only borrowed one slack. And I love it's just such like a dad joke. It is. But it's hilarious. It's totally hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And, and really. You don't get a whole lot of other details other than that. Um, right. You got, yeah, so it has that about loaning the slacks, comes back to it in the bridge, and then you've got the choruses. Yeah, who's that sucking all the oxygen? Full-time occupation listed as life-draining leech. So you see this form that's filled in, first name, getting up in your last name, face, Occupation, life draining leech. <laughs> and hobby sucking up all the oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ha- suck it up. Oh, and he's a klutz too. Who's that like who's that knocking over everything within reach? <laughs> to me, I always visualize that as he's knocking things over on purpose. <laughs> it could be. Maybe he's maybe he's icky in the sticky sense because he keeps spilling things. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you knocked over my syrup. Again. <laughs> At this point, I think you're doing it on purpose. <laughs> the phrase sucking up all the oxygen is interesting to me. I love that phrase. I'm curious as to where that came from. It's just like, I don't know. It's funny. It's just like, you're a waste of air. You're sucking up yeah. all the oxygen. It's, it's such a great. And yet everyone wants to be this guy's friend. Yeah. Uh, curious. Curiouser and curiouser. Hmm. Suck all the action. I was wondering if there's any you know etymology to that. Like the if you know, it's fun kinda of to find out about phrases like that where you know, an old adage or idiom or something where it's like right. where did that come from? But I don't I don't know. Not finding anything too quickly. But anyway, I just I love that that phrase. And Knocking over everything within reach. So that, um, we, we, yeah, we pretty much covered it. But yeah, this guy sucks, basically. This guy sucks, and everybody loves him. <laughs> I just thought about SpongeBob. Now I'm a jerk, and everybody loves me. <laughs> <laughs> this is, um, you know, it's not a topic that's too far out of Linnell's wheelhouse, but often he's talking more about either well not necessarily himself but like the narrator of the song is self-hating <laughs> you know yeah. there's a lot of people talking about how you know there's a lot about depression and stuff like that and it's just like you know everything sucks essentially but in yeah. you know much you know cooler wording <laughs> but he does have songs about uh, you know other people that suck like you yeah. mentioned when will you die when will you die yeah. <laughs> um yeah i mean even can't keep Johnny down really it's kind of about a guy who thinks a lot of himself that's another great song another great joint song yeah but, but that one was already claimed that I would have done that one <laughs> yeah I did that one way back that's, uh, yeah. that's a great one another I love one. that song so, so I think good. it's kind of 
not to fear too much into that song and everything, but can't keep Johnny down. It's interesting that the narrator's name is Johnny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, me and Scott Curry talked about that a little bit. I can't, but this was like episode, what was that? Can't keep Johnny down. This was so early on. Yeah, that had a couple years ago, right? Episode 33. Wow. And this is going to be episode 172. My God. Amazing. (laughs) Look at you. Yeah, right? Look at how... (laughs) Look at the useful things I'm doing with my time. I, this is good We're for bringing, the world, We're bringing They Might right? Be Giants fans together. Yeah. 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 It's I, a good I, thing. I, obviously, I like doing it or I wouldn't have gotten this far. Exactly. You do it because you love it. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. I, you know, I have made so many good friends doing this, this thing. It has been really amazing. It has gone, you know, places that I never would have thought about. Because, like, I've done podcasts in the past and... Um, you know, they'd have fans and whatnot, but not, I mean, they might be giants or just, I don't know, something about them. They're just this entity that like people just, they just all, like want to grab onto. And everyone's just like, I want to talk about them too. <laughs> like, okay, great. Come on. Let's it's always it. interesting yeah. when I broach the subject with people, either you get the people who come in and like, oh my God, I love them. Or you get the people like, I haven't thought about them in years. And yeah. I remember they had what record store day a couple of years ago where state songs was released on vinyl and then the yeah. clear mm-hmm. don't let's start EP. And I was just talking to a guy who had picked up the don't let's start EP and we were chatting a little and I mentioned I had seen them like concert and everything. And he's like, Oh, how many it's like, Oh, you've seen them live. I'm like, yeah, I've seen them not live about like nine times. And then he just gave me this look like, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> like, oh, you're one of those. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, you're one of those fans. Mm-hmm. So, back away slowly. Don't make eye contact. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's people that have seen them a lot more than that. I know. So, and they've been. Lots of them have been on the show. <laughs> I know. And a lot yeah. of them have lived longer than I have because I would give anything for a time machine to go back and like go to one of their like what pyramid club shows back in the 80s when it was just the oh. drum machine. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be something. Yeah. It, it's it's hard to even imagine just how what it must have been like to have no idea when you're, you're walking into a place just, you know, to grab a drink or whatever and you see them up there with an accordion and like, you know, Flying says the, the stick or something. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> what is this? Like, these songs are kind of a bop. This is a mood. This is a vibe. People this, talk like that back in the eighties. Oh yeah, that's slang. You know, came this is such a vibe for nineteen eighty six. Oh my god, it's a, it's a vibe. It's a mood. It's all. <laughs> Put that in your vibe report, Flans. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, this vibe is a vibe. This vibe what, is a vibe. Uh, so, uh, what are your favorite uh, musical elements of this song? Is it the accordion? It's probably the accordion. Well, you know what? Hate to break to you. It's is a it melodica. keyboard? It's, it's a melodica. melodica. Yeah. I was just talking about the melodica today. <laughs> oh, really? So, fun fact. I uh, So, I've gotten a little more involved in Twitter lately. Um, specifically because I've had a recent, like, shift into... Um, 
competitive like bar trivia, pub trivia. Oh to yeah. The <laughs> I'm like playing with and against people who have been on Jeopardy. So I started Ooh. connecting wow. with people on the show and or contestants who have been on the show. And there was this whole group chat I'm a part of with all these different contestants. And somebody brought up the melodica that Donald Fagan was playing in Steely Dan. And it's like, name another band besides Steely Dan that has the melodica. And I found a picture of the Johns and John Flansburg's playing the melodica. And I'm like, yep. there you go. Yeah, I know that the promo photo where they're like yeah. leaning way back on each other. Yeah, yeah that one. And Linnell's <laughs> just like with his accordion. Band. Yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> yep it's melodica and uh it is a very for how many songs they have a very very rarely used instrument um in their catalog uh the first instance i think would be uh shoehorn with teeth Flans plays the there's accordion and melodica in that one so it really i think it actually starts with a little melodica riff and then the accordion comes in and kind of swallows it up a little bit because they the, yeah, the timbres of them, I mean, are, are quite quite similar. Yeah, you know, melodica is kind of almost just sounds like a little, like a more rinky dink kind of an accordion. A little you know? bit. I was like, a there was little, a second thinner. I was like, I'm not sure if this is accordion or not. It could be melodica, yeah, and I was like yeah. second guessing it. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I'm I'm sure that most people think it's an accordion. Yeah, it's uh well, I mean, those live clips. Dan Miller plays it. Dan Miller plays the melodica in the live clips. Uh, it's Linnell on the on the track. Um, mm-hmm. Dan Miller isn't even on this song on the recording. Poor right. guy. So they gave yes. him the melodica job live, and Linnell just stands there and sings, which is funny to see Linnell without an instrument in front of him. But um, uh, yeah, anyway, he's interesting other, other he songs. has his dance moves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, then it was in. It's in Istanbul. Yes, yeah, Monica. that one I knew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh and let's see, Snowball was it? Oh, uh most recently it was in Dog off oh. of My Murdered Remains. Which is a especially cool uh use of it cuz probably using um, his embouchure he like gets it all out of tune. He like detunes it like it's all weird sounding like you know the pitch lick is all over the place it's uh super cool i'm excited to talk about that one i think i have someone signed up for that one but i can't remember it's such a weird it's such a weird murdered remain do i have someone signed up for that i do oh nice ah coleman haggerty my irish friend oh exciting yeah (laughs) it's an international joy so yeah so that melodica line yes you dig it oh i do i dig it a lot so you have this almost kind of almost kind of a surf beat yeah you know almost like a surf rock beat to the drums yeah and then with the guitar that uh flansburg's playing it's like pretty staccato but i love it and then you hear that like sweep of the yeah, the backbeats of that, and then the uh, the sweep of that melodica, which I love. It yeah. just comes right in and like it's so funky. It's fun. It's got some texture. Yeah. Why am I getting nineteen sixties um, like block party um, vibes in my head when I think of it? Hmm. Yeah. 
yeah, the uh, yeah, the drums. The um, again, I really wish uh, I could talk to Marty more, but right. you know, they're not allowed to talk about them. Might be tracks. Uh, the, I want to talk no. about his drums, like in the studio. This this the drums on this track, and and they're not the kind of band where it's like you set up the kit and that's what you use through the whole album. I know he's got to be like switching out snares and stuff like that and different cymbals because the sound of the drums in this one does have kind of this um, thinner, kind of lighter sound. It almost, it almost sounds like a little jazz kit or like a cocktail kit or something. Yeah. Um, it's a very cool kind of light. Yeah. It's almost got this surfy, like it, it adds to the whole kind of breezy thing. Like it's not real thumping in your face, um, which is, Part of the reason why I took my cover in the direction that I did, which you will see. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Marty, great, great drum, drumming on it. Just like the the stuff he does on the ride and and all, it's just very, very fun and the little little fills. Yeah, there's nothing nothing too heavy on it. It's um, just so nicely done. I like Marty as a drummer, and I think on the, oh, especially on this on this recording, I think he ha- it was very clear he had a lot of fun with this one because the drums really stood out to me despite not yeah. being very over the top very punchy or heavy rock he said it has a lighter, thinner sound to it um, but yeah absolutely yeah, it's it's always it's fun to play in different styles and stuff too, you know, yeah you know, who knows if that was, you know, from the get-go if that was the direction of Linnell to be like yeah, yeah give this, let's take a kind of 60s surfy vibe, who knows or, um Cause yeah, it's always kind of hard. You know, when I when I did get to talk to Marty way back, it sounds like, you know, they might come in with, you know, Linnell may have had a demo. You know, we never hear these demos. There may have been a demo that had some drum loop or programming or stuff on it, and maybe he wanted Marty to go off of that. But it sounds like, you know, he he's got a lot of freedom at this point to do what he wants as long as it's not some drastic change to the feel of the song. Um, but yeah, his, his drumming is great on this one. For sure. The chord progression of this one is an interesting one for Linnell because of how stagnant it is and how, uh, and I realized it more covering it, uh, how not, uh, it's not all over the place. Like so many other things we were talking about, you know, coming, you know, figuring out the key signatures of their songs. And this one, and in, in the bridge, you get a little, you, you get a little something different going on. But the chords last a really long time. Yeah, and, I noticed that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like uh, you, the song starts, and you could just play a G. I mean, Wine Coffee does some little walking stuff, uh, some little lifts and stuff like that. But the basic harmonic uh, that that's built over that whole verse is just G. It's an intro through the verse, through the melodica through the next little verse, through the melodica, it does not change until who's that sucking all the oxygen. Uh, and then it, it goes does to not C. change until then. Yeah. And then it goes to C and it stays on C. I mean, it's an eight bar thing, uh, chorus and it's six bars of C and then it just hits that D right at the end. And then it goes yeah, right it back does. to G for like another 30 <laughs> seconds. Like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> let me see if I bring up the video, when does it actually get to the, uh, I want to just know how long it actually stays on G, how long it actually goes without a chord change. Where's the first? Uh... It goes 32 seconds before a chord change. <laughs> 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 and, and and it's not that Linnell is one to 
like jump all over the place just to be technical or weird or whatever. I don't think that's, and you know, he wouldn't do that on purpose, but right. I feel like usually, usually there's a bit more movement in his chord progressions, but it's a cool, interesting change of pace for him. And, you know, part of what's so cool about that melodica is that, you know, that's got some little thirds and, and harmonies going on within itself, but it's right. just, you just kind of got that G, 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 just to hanging out underneath. So the melodica could do whatever. I mean, and the vocal line, you could do whatever. I mean, really, if it's just one chord that, you know, the melody over top of it could be pretty much anything. Right, <laughs> within exactly. That, within that scale, right? So it's interesting how much goes on, even with that one chord, because you have that call mm-hmm. and response. So Linnell sings, and then there's the response with the melodica, um, mm-hmm. which I think is... I. I I think it's really clever. I think it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. That it all happens in that one G chord. And then yeah. we get all of that in there. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling that the, the melodica part was, whether he came up with it on the melodica or on the keyboard, that that was probably the first little, like he had that little lick and then the whole song was based around that. That's just my, probably my inkling. Right. Um, but I'm wondering if, yeah, if maybe I'm, I'm wondering. So in my brain, it's like, okay, it comes up with that little melodic thing, and it's like, all right, so let's come up with some chords underneath that. You're like, well, it sounds best if it's just G under the whole thing. All right, let's just keep that G going. Like it's a little experiment. Let's let's not change chords. <laughs> For once in your life, don't change chords every two beats. I, yeah, I think it's 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 cool, and you don't really notice it. Like, yeah, till I learned it, I didn't it didn't bother me right it never jumped out at me so as soon as you told me i was like wait a minute there's only like what three chords and it's mostly g (laughs) well then you get into the the bridge it changes it up just a little bit yeah so it drops the the third there down to b flat Mm -hmm. um but it doesn't put it into g minor or anything like that i just get that yeah it, it is a very noticeable shift after all of those g's and then C and D, you know, you get the four and five of the key. Yeah. Um, so then that B flat hits, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> here, this is yours. It's yours. Okay, this is different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really I enjoyed makes that. for a strong, strong change there after. It's a good bridge. All, yeah. Plus, it's it the punchline of the, the joke, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it is funny. Yeah, the bridge, I think, in total is just another eight bars, too. So, and then back to well i guess it goes to the c because it goes from well it goes to the g for i only borrowed one slack which is kind of like a little bit of a versy part before it hits the chorus again and then double chorus to finish and with the double chorus it waits even longer to hit that d the c i guess in the 16 bars of the double chorus it goes 14 bars on the c before it just hits that d right at the end (laughs) <laughs> and it builds more. There's this sort of like guitar yeah. part that you could just, yeah. and then um, you hear Linnell's vo- uh, vocals in the background, the ba 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 ba, and uh-huh. like it's bu- building even with that just the C chord for when you said 16 bars of that C chord. Um, it's constantly building all the layers that were throughout mm-hmm. the entire song, and then you get to that that D. And it drops back down to the way it was in the beginning of the song. Yeah. <laughs> and Daniel yeah, Bob ending with the G and the Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. This this is a, a great headphones uh, 
song. And I think this this record in particular is a lot of cool panning uh, s- stuff that comes out. You hear parts jump out at you that you didn't hear just listening, you know, in your car or whatever. When you put on headphones, I, I noticed. Um, well, the bop bop bas are more striking on headphones because it's I, what I think is a, a doubled vocal with one panned all the way left and one panned all the way right. So you've got his ah. lead vocal down the center, and then these ba 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 bas are coming at you from either side. Uh, and then the other thing I noticed was the, um, I mean, there are two guitar parts, even though, I mean, at least according to the wiki, Miller's not on it, but there's there's those chunks on the backbeats. But then in the um, choruses, there's this weird, like, super simple... Uh, I don't know if I even counted a counter melody. Yeah, it's just like a little ding, 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 ding. Just yeah. like this simple little. It's it's the funniest little. I don't know. It's just like this little clean tone guitar just playing like a couple of notes, um, which is just a funny little touch that I never really paid attention to until I was walking the dog with you know with headphones on. Cool little, um, cool little touches. Absolutely. In there. Yeah. There's some texture in there. You have to texture. with just the one chord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I it seems like kind of a cool thing to, you know, it makes me want to want to do something like that. Um just cuz then it gives you all that room to kind of explore over top of that when you're not fucking around so much underneath. Yeah. Should we listen to those live versions? Absolutely. Let's do it. Absolutely. So the first one, um, and these are both from early in the lifespan of this song, I suppose you would say. The first one, I'm actually playing them not in chronological order. The the, the first one I wanted just to, to hear a full band version is that one in Hartford, but you were not in Hartford at the time, you said. I was not. In 2013. Yeah, so the album, so Nanobots came out in what month was that? Might as well just look. March 5th in 2013. So we're going to listen to them play it in November of 2013. Uh, And there's a little melodica sound check from Miller at the beginning there too. In Hartford? Let's listen. Yeah. Nice. Sounds uh, authentic. So, ladies and gentlemen, here's a brand new song. It's called Icky. Everybody says, Who's that icky guy? I'd like to get to know Linnell does seem awkward there, just standing there. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's kind of like grabs onto the mic. He kind of like folds his arms a little. He's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> he's he's honestly hit his best when he's in front of an instrument. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, they don't do the 
you know, even by 2013, they, you know, they weren't young chaps anymore doing all their crazy, you know, Anna Ng moves and stuff like that, right. you know. <laughs> so, yeah, Miller gets to gets to shine here. He does a great job in the melodica. And I love, uh, yeah, he, he blows a couple notes to start flans. What does he say? That sounds, it sounds authentic. <laughs> it does sound authentic. Absolutely. <laughs> authentic. Yeah. Uh, and the recording, I mean, it's, it's a phone recording. Definitely sounds a little heavier on this one just because the bass at right. live, just like every live rock venue, they have to just put so much low end into everything that it's just like it rattles your rib cage. Um, but yeah, it's not as light as it is on the, uh, the record the recording. Yeah. So let's go to back it up to even earlier in 2013. They were promoting the album, uh, at a record store called, uh, gray whale in Salt Lake city. And this is in June, June 8th of 2013. And this is, what now i don't think then but what we would now call the quiet storm formation of just the johns and marty and then with uh marty on the drums yeah yeah marty on the drums to complete the band so flames on acoustic uh no melodica this one is on accordion, accordion. With Linnell. and then marty playing with uh, i think some rods or brushes or something let's uh let's check that out a brand new song off the nanobots album and it's called Icky. accordion yeah i'm so partial the accordion (laughs) it it does sound a little thicker right it does yeah it just sounds right it's it's they might be giants go on so so looking this up this was the song's only been this song's only been performed 33 times but this one at the gray whale was the third performance ever and I love that Linnell stumbles over his own lyrics a couple times, which is just so endearing to me. You can see I him know. like hesitate at a couple points. Like he's still still getting it. You know, we just released an album that has 25 tracks. I don't remember all of them. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to try not to mess this one up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they played another show later that night. They played a you know full rock show. So they did the in-store during the day. And then they played someplace called The Depot in Salt Lake City that night. I love it. Oh, my goodness. And then the next day, they did two more shows. They did the record exchange in Boise, Idaho. I love that they were playing places like Boise, Idaho. And then at night at the Egyptian Theater in Boise, Idaho. Let me tell you, it's going to be wild when they do another show. (laughs) I know, right? People are going to be losing their shit. We've waited so long for this. 
you know, all those annoying things about their fans, they, they, they should be ready for it to be just amplified a million times. We're all just so antsy to see them. I'm planning on taking somebody who has been a fan since the flood days, but she's never seen them live. That's going to be special. She needs to see them. I was like, well, I have tickets. I got one extra. You're going to Northampton with me. Get a babysitter for the night. You're coming. <laughs> My mom and dad are meeting us in St. Louis to see them. And it'll be it'll be their first time. My mom has become a huge. They might be Giants fan. I mean, she's heard them as you know. I've been playing them in the car or whatever from my younger days. But I think it's even more so since the podcast. And she's been like buying their CDs and listening to them while she's like sewing and stuff like that. <laughs> I love it. I love and it. She'll be listening to this too. Hi, mom. Are you excited to go see? They might be Giants fine in October. We still got a little ways. Yeah, um, well, September for me. So a little ways away. But hi, Greg's mom. <laughs> <laughs> I miss the Simpson. <laughs> My dad's more of a they might be Giants fan. My mom never really got it. I don't think she likes. I don't think she likes John Lennell's vocals. Mm. So I mean, like, I get fans, it though. <laughs> I think she's okay with Flans. Yeah. And then there's a lot of people that think it's the same guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was Istanbul that t- I was like, I want to be able to tell the difference between these two guys' voices. So I taught it mm-hmm. to myself with Istanbul, and I think that's the best way to figure it out. Yeah. There's there's not a whole lot of songs where they share, like, distinctively doing leads, where they alternate leads. Yeah, Istanbul's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I'll still quiz. I was doing this to Cara not that long ago. <laughs> I used to quiz her, you know, because she didn't really get into them until she, you know, met me. But this, holy cow, we met twenty years ago. Uh, wow. Um, yeah, and I would, I'd be like, "Which John is this?" <laughs> Next time, come on, which John is this? <laughs> and I did. I hadn't done it for years and years and years because she pretty much knows but i'm like do you think you could can you still tell them apart and, and she's like yeah i think so and so i can't remember what i think we were oh we were listening to to book of course and uh-huh. yeah she I, she correctly identified all the ones that i quizzed her on so she's fully in you know no question now she knows the johns wonderful <laughs> now play yeah. i am a human head and see what she thinks <laughs> now which john is this plays i'm a paleontologist <laughs> trick question gotcha or three might uh, be duende <laughs> yeah there's some others i mean or uh oh what was the i'm blanking I, there's so many weird weird deep cuts fun assassin that, um fun assassin with uh the dude from space hog <laughs> yeah i mean the kids ones that robin sings there's there's quite a few yeah. uh surprisingly I think it's time for the covers. So Yay! I'm going to get your first reaction on these. I'm into uh, it. So first up over at soundcloud.com yes. slash donut shoes.
I'm just I'm vibing because I love eight bit covers. Yeah, same. Chiptune's fun. I, I love one of my favorite things. I think about uh, chiptune is the percussion because the <laughs> percussion stuff in eight in eight bit it's always like it's more just like a a white noise sound like that a synthesizer would make. Uh, you know, it's not a sample drum or something. It's just like a sound. There's not a pitch to it. It's just yeah. You know, and the little fills that go with that, and then and then they even add. These little like brum, brum, like the like on almost every like back Mario beat, there's this little like <laughs> coin sound, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I thought I had found this person's name somewhere, but now I can't seem to find it. Uh, who this person? Oh, at, uh, Ethan DeSatos from Connecticut. Oh, hey, I know that. <laughs> Where in Connecticut, though? I don't know. Here it just says Connecticut, no, no. United States. You know, so it's not okay. the other Connecticut. <laughs> Is it a They Might yeah. Be Giants fan in Connecticut? Because maybe we Clearly. saw each other. Because maybe we saw each other at a concert. I bet you could have. They've covered quite a bit. Um, can't remember exactly what other episodes they would have been on. That's something I never kept track of. But it's not the first time in the covers section. That's for sure. I know there's. Uh, I know there's a don't let's start somewhere around here, but um, yeah, they've done quite a few. There's one of nanobots. Uh, yeah, it's all good stuff. I think even there might even be some originals, some synthy type originals on here. Oh, here's one they grouped them all together into a playlist called Nanobits. <laughs> Nanobits, I like it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, they must have really been into that album, or maybe it was the new album when they were doing all this, because, you know, seven years ago, it looks like that they did this. You're on Fire, Icky, Nanobots. Um, but yeah, we also get Shoehorn, Man It's Aloud in here. That one that one almost makes too much sense to do. <laughs> oh, I love that song. Can't Keep Johnny Down. Yeah. So I'm sure they've been on some of those episodes that have aired already. Yes. Good stuff, right? I mean, oh, yeah. Chiptune, you know, I've heard bad chiptune i suppose you know it can be done more lazily or more i i think this is a, a good example of some some nice some good chiptune chip yeah tune. they clearly yeah. put it's all about the details because like mm-hmm. it could be too sparse but this was i think it was i, I was vibing it's good we like it yeah. <laughs> all right uh then guest host who is, I think, vying for uh, one of those top slots in the, the most featured covered artist sections. You know, you got Daryl Till and No Daniel battling it out for, like, the most <laughs> appearances in the cover section. But Guest Host is definitely creeping up there. And you see, if you click over, there's a whole album they call A Miserable Freak Show Quarterly, a tribute to They Might Be Giants. And, yeah, it's got 17 covers there. And then they also put out one... Selection in called Selection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was twenty-five. They might be Giants covers. So there's quite a few. <laughs> they might be Giants covers by by guest hosts, and they've been on a f- quite a few of the uh, fan compilations that have have come up in recent years. But yeah, let's listen to the guest host uh, version of Icky. Everybody saying who's that 
people just do it all themselves yep one man band here good for him though i yeah i i love doing that too just layering everything on just, and then you don't have to wait for other people to come over <laughs> right no, i'm not right. the strongest drummer and i've never actually done any recording of my own before because i can't figure really? out how to do it yeah never. <laughs> yeah there's a steep learning curve yeah and fear money curve <laughs> yeah yeah it's a, it's an investment yeah to get something that sounds decent uh joel yellowitz is guest host joey yellowitz well nice joel job yellowitz. yeah yeah I like it. It's a like he does pretty straightforward covers, and I like you yeah. know I can appreciate that too. Coming in and uh, just trying to replicate some of the stuff that they do. I mean, he definitely gives it his own twist. He's got a very unique voice, and the uh, sunset of melodica we get uh, kind of very kind of organ tone, that kind of like round, hollow kind of organ tone, mm-hmm. um, and. It's a good. It's a good. We okay. like it. Nah. Yeah. I actually, I'd found that um, Donut Shoes one, and I was like, why is this the only cover? It was actually a, a minute before I dug out this one here. Bandcamp's search feature, you know, search and, and just isn't as great. Sometimes it takes a bunch of different wordings or TMBG or They Might Be Giants or you have to put cover in there and then Icky. Not that there's that many songs I found that were called Icky. <laughs> you know, some of their song titles, you just like there's... Like doing ah, that was hard to search. It's just like triple A. I don't know. It just came up with a lot of weird stuff. But uh, I was like, shit, we need more covers. I love this song. I'm gonna do one. Yeah. So that's this last cover we're gonna play. So it's that second email I sent you. Um, you can either download it or you should be open, be able to open it up right there. And I'm gonna I got make it right listen there. to this whole thing. I'm gonna play it in full because I spent a whole like two and a half hours doing this. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna listen to the whole thing. Enjoy. Turn your volume up. <laughs> Everybody saying who's that icky guy? I'd like to get to know him.
love that. <laughs> I got to say, I absolutely love it when a person covers a song and it's not straightforward. They make it their own. And I really respect that. You maintain the integrity. You maintain the integrity of the original <laughs> while making it entirely your own. My initial thought was uh, the Dust Brothers remix of mm. of of Icky. I also yeah. have a little bit of that vibe. Yeah, one, one way that I saved time was by just using uh, Ableton as the software I use, <laughs> and there's a lot of cool samples and clips and stuff like that. And you like, you know, I got my drums mic'd up and I could fuck around and do that, but Let's go for something that doesn't sound like real drums and let me dig through these clips. And I used, I was like, I initially went through like based on the name of the clips and, and trying to find the most ridiculous, basically like what would sound the silliest for a song like Icky. And there's one, uh, all the, all the different beats I used. One was called bouncy. One was called, it was just house. It was a house beat. Uh, one was <laughs> break booty. <laughs> break booty, yeah. Yeah. Break when I booty. think they might be giants, the first thing that comes to mind is break booty. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely hear Dust Brothers. It's funny that that the the beat that starts it. Um, dun, 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 dun. I, I I liked it really at the in the tempo I put it at, but I didn't put my finger on it until like a couple days later. I'm like. I think I know why I like this. It kind of sounds like So Fresh, So Clean by Outkast. <laughs> yes! Yeah, I'm like... Yes, I'm like that's why I liked it so much. But um, <laughs> yeah, and then and then you know I put my obnoxious guitars over it. I mean, what I I wanted to utilize one of my newer pedals. This one, yeah, show me. Right, oh, let's see, right? It's called the Supersonic Sonic Buzz Gun. Oh, I've heard of that one. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a boutique pedal. It's a small company called Death Death by Audio, <laughs> Ooh, whose pedals are good. supposed to. Yeah, they're they're made to be obnoxious. Um, you know, they're not subtle pedals. But I think it was but yeah. good because we were talking about the fact that there's really only three chords pretty much in this song yep. and they run for sixteen measures. So it's great that you put in a guitar with that much effect. I was like, there's a lot going on with the distortion and the sound <laughs> effects that are going on here because it needs to be there. Like you need the texture. Yeah. So what's yeah. a way to add texture that isn't the way the Johns did it in the original song? So Exactly. Good on yeah. you. I like that. And and I uh to get even <clears throat> to get it even more obnoxious, mm -hmm. uh a, a, a trick I learned from a band called the Ravenettes is to actually oh, run the straight I've seen in. Oh, oh god, I'm jealous of that. They don't come over here that often. Uh they never use amps in the studio. <clears throat> They're always going straight in, uh using either pedals or plugins to get their guitar tones so you think like this band with this massive guitar tone that they've got like huge stacks that are mic'd up in the studio no it's all done basically digitally <laughs> and so i was using my pedal board but rather than going into my amp and micing that i'm just going straight into my interface here uh and it really gives it that kind of just 
obnoxious sharp digital type fuzz because yeah. i just wanted to f- fill it out and yeah th- and so there's two different fuzzes on each side in the lead there's the lead and then the harmony because the melodica is like a two-fingered thing yeah uh, so there's two there's two lead parts there um yeah and that that supersonic fuzz gun it's fu- it's it's such a noisy pedal that even when you're not playing it will do things and oh. there's this one little i think right on the uh which line was it? Oh yeah, till uh, coming over to your house and isn't gonna leave till you loan him something. The pedal just like I had stopped playing, and then it just gives this little like gasp, just goes, Whoosh! and <laughs> I just left it in. I'm like, that's perfect. Like it'll just like scream out in pain, like without even playing. It's just, you stop playing, it just goes. Like, oh, so you it stop? cannot be contained. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, there's just like white noise throughout it. So I, I figured, yeah, because then I heard, you know, we had an 8-bit. We had a pretty faithful cover. I'm like, we're just going to go blown out, you know, shoegaze, you know, with a fat beat to it. And uh, that's uh, what I came up with. I'm totally into it. That was great. And I mixed it and mastered it super loud. Like, it, I haven't taken it and dropped it in to see the waveform yet, but I'm sure it's just a total brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> It's so loud. <laughs> it is. I was like, this yeah. is mixed loud, but I love it. Yeah. It was great. And oh yeah, and then I use it's just a keyboard bass, the MIDI uh again, I think selected. It was called Woofer Lovin' Bass. So like if you got a subwoofer, the bass tone okay. on that, like it's really big. <laughs> okay. Uh I'll throw that up on uh the bandcamp as well. This might be a podcast.bandcamp. I'll put that in the miscellaneous trash album where uh, it collects all the covers that uh, me and my friends fuck around with for the show. So it is time for you to score this song. Oh, you, oh, oh, on a scale of oh, one Oh, you held up two fingers. I thought you were giving it an 11. You held up your fingers. Yeah, this one goes up <laughs> to 11. It goes to 11. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I would give it, hmm. It's a good question. Like, I can't even think of what I would consider a one because they might be giants. And then yeah. a 10 would be, <laughs> 10 is so tough. I always say 10 is something like spiraling shape or something, um, mm. which I, the strong contender for a 10 for me or a metal detector too. I don't know, something about the factory mm. charm songs. Anyway, mm-hmm. and they're a little longer, maybe <laughs> to get a little more of it. Uh, I would say Icky. Icky's pretty mid-range. I put like between a seven and an eight, maybe leading towards eight. Um, I, I think it's fun. It's definitely a standout on Nanobots to me personally. I enjoy that one a lot. Um, as for a good bit of Flanel pop, you know, yeah. I always appreciate yeah. it. Um, so what what would you go then? Seven point what? Eh, we do it like a seven point two, maybe. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is a tricky one for me too because it is one of those that um, I do feel it's an underappreciated track. I mean, yeah, I like that they have played it live. There's so many good songs from the modern era that never get played live just because they have just so many songs at this point. Um, like Ah, for example, has never been played live. I mean, Garrett, we're talking about Ah has never be been played. A good song to just fucking kick ass live. Never been played live. And then have all the fans scream <laughs> Ah, like. I know. That would be an <laughs> yeah. excellent audience participation song. And it's a rocker. It's fun. It's made it's for song. it. It's made for it. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe they'll hear this and they'll bring it into their live shows coming up. 
They most certainly will not hear this. They won't. It's like, how do we break through this two-year hiatus? Let's play sense around. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. These TMBG fans are going to shit <laughs> It is funny the way that They Member Giants organize track lists and that a song that is 20... Third out of twenty-five tracks would get its own video and get played yeah. live and stuff like that. Uh, so I mean, clearly they like it. I mean, the wiki likes it. It's uh, like in the one nineties. I noticed that it's really nicely rated. Yeah. So if you're breaking um, into that top two hundred, clearly that's the meat and potatoes of they might yeah. be giant songs. Well, maybe meat, potatoes, ice cream, and cake. <laughs> so well, one eighty-nine out of nine ten. That's solid. Yeah, um, but then you look at the the average. People come out and just rate everything at ten. I think because it's at one eighty nine, it's an eight point seven. Wow. <laughs> so even even down almost to two hundred, it's still up around nine. <laughs> I think it speaks to the consistency of this band and the quality of their output. That even agree twenty three on a twenty five track album that is controversial i guess for fans it's sort of a divisive polarizing album but even Mm -hmm. then that one track someone's like yeah it's a good bit of songwriting right here (laughs) yeah (laughs) so really i'm just stalling though what am i going to score this i think because i don't think of my score before i have the conversation with my guests i think i'm actually gonna go a pinch higher than you i'm gonna go a 7.6 okay on this one i dig me some icky and oftentimes covering a song will bump it up for me so maybe i was more like around 7.2 but once you figure out that song and what makes it tick you know by playing it it's like yeah this is good oh yeah (laughs) so lydia do you have anything you want to plug or social media things you want people to find you on do you want them to try to trick you with some sneaky trivia questions uh you can on twitter (laughs) you can absolutely follow me on twitter at lydia underscore ski uh warning you like i'm my twitter is largely just like trivia jeopardy and lord of the rings at this time so but i mean i do tweet about they might be giants every now and again so you'll get some of that content Oh, whoa, uh, hold on. What was the handle again? So Lydia underscore. Ski, S-K-I. Okay. S-K-I. I'll be tweeting out this 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 picture of us momentarily for the, for the fans to see so that they know oh, we word. talked about Icky. Yeah. I'm into it. A- anything else to tell the, tell the people about? Uh, I've got nothing else going on besides my social media and then... I haven't been doing anything else besides working and trying to find an apartment in this market. It's terrible. Oh. So if anybody oh, in uh, anybody in Southern Connecticut knows anything, let me know. <laughs> let me know. <laughs> Holla at your girl. Holla at your girl. Let me go to the College Street Music Hall so I can see them at Giants again and don't have yes. to drive an hour. <laughs> Yeah, and if you want to holler at your boy, you can hit me up on Twitter at this might be a pod. Uh, send me emails to get in that the old mailbag. This might be a pod at Gmail. I like voicemails. I haven't had any in a minute to play. Two two four eight zero one two nine three zero. It's free if you call from work. So I think, 
Yeah. Oh, and if you want to be a lovely Patreon supporter like Lydia is and Woo-hoo! to go and hear our episode uh, with uh, us and Dane Williamson talking about House of Mayors, yeah, uh, yeah head on over to patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. And I think that will do it. Lydia, yeah. thanks for you know finally getting it the first regular episode in. Did you enjoy yourself? I did enjoy myself. Yeah, I enjoyed having you. Thank you. I enjoyed being here. I'm glad you had me. <laughs> awesome. Um, if you want to do another song in the future, just let me know. You Absolutely. are welcome back anytime. Wonderful. So I think we'll call it a night. First name getting all up in your last name face.